live from BetQL. And we keep on rolling in the Knicks, making it a game again. There you go. 67-54. I mean, this is totally turned around. The Knicks don't want to die just yet, Sean. They want to live. They want to keep playing. Outscoring the Heat 36-23 in the second and 17-7 so far in the third quarter for a 13-point lead. And their big three, if you, if you want to really quantify it, it's a big three. Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. 26 for Brunson, 15 for Barrett, and... Right now, 14 for Randall. So your unders on that one. Uh, getting a little dicey, my guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. 67-54. I cannot believe I looked up for a few minutes and saw this. And now, this is my worry with Julius Randall. Yep, 14 points. Jalen Brunson's got 26. Uh, Heat might not even cover. Um, see, this is this is just another example. Look at how the game started and look where we are. You're really honestly in the best position to either bet by quarter or live bet everything. I mean, really just so you can get a feel for at least what something looks like. Bet points in the quarter for a player. Like, that's what you have to do. And these NBA playoffs, not only are you better betting live, but whatever your instinct is, or whatever Nick tells you, maybe think about doing something different because it has been, yeah, it's been pretty tough to figure out. And honestly, that's why when I look at these odds right now, this is your updated NBA champion odds according to bet mgm the nuggets are the co-favorites along with the lakers at three to one of course depending on what happens in the lakers golden state game later on tonight those odds will change overnight the 76ers are the favorite to come out of the east and also the i guess you want to call it the third favorite at bet mgm at plus 325 followed by boston the suns golden state and then the miami heat man at 14 to 1 and I get it they're struggling right now but they still have one more game at the crib and we were talking about this earlier big picture man yeah Miami hasn't played a good third quarter but what about overall in the playoffs I would say they've been the most impressive and consistent team in the entire Eastern Conference where if you're going to give me 14 to 1 live odds on them to win the championship I got to lay down a little bit of change the big issue for the heat 37% from the field right now 17% 17% from three. They're four of 23. Mm. That, that is what brings us back to seeing the old Miami Heat. Can't score, inept offensively, can't shoot. All of a sudden, they turn into the Warriors, and we're not, we're not seeing that tonight right now. The Knicks, meanwhile, are 10 of 26, 33, or 38% from three. So the Knicks are hitting threes. The Heat aren't. That's, that's really what it comes down to for this right now. And Jalen Brunson's going nuts right now. He might end up with 40 yeah. points. And it, I kind of felt, and we said this earlier, like if Jalen Brunson doesn't go off and they don't have much of a chance and he's going off, so they definitely have a chance. I disagree with what you said earlier, though. You'd know better than me as a real Knicks fan when you were talking about they didn't get Donovan Mitchell and they needed a true score. Dude, Jalen Brunson is a true score. I know that he maybe wasn't that guy when they signed him in the offseason. I know he maybe wasn't that guy when he played second fiddle to Luka in Dallas, but... Man, he can go out for 40 any night, and we're talking about guys that can put your team on your shoulders. I'm still Miami, but I'm definitely scared of Jalen Brunson. He's that dude. Yeah, you just you don't want your starting point guard to be your number one offensive option. Like You, you don't, because he's got to think about more than one thing. I'd like to see another wing that can create his own shot a little bit more so Brunson doesn't have to carry that heavy load. He can, and he can be a threat, but you don't want him doing that game in and game out. Well, that comes down to Julius Randle, right? Like, I'm never going to yeah, count well. on Quentin Grimes. I'm never going to count on some R.J. Barrett. Get out of here. You want to talk about an inconsistent player. I know that his numbers look a whole lot better this year, but if you're saying it's not just going to come down to a one-man show and Jalen Brunson, I'm telling you that's their only chance as it comes down to a one-man show. If he puts up 40 or 50, then they got a chance. If he doesn't, 
I just don't believe in Julius Randle, man. Not a believer. Hasn't done yeah, it before. And, and look, you're, you're not wrong for feeling that way because we've watched this time and time again in the playoffs. R.J. Barrett's supposed to be that guy, right? Like, that's when they drafted him, that was the intention, was that you'd hope that he'd be a big wing scorer for you. But he's inconsistent. He's not a good free throw shooter. He's inconsistent finishing at the rim. And we know he can be terrible from the outside. And then you can see what you get in this series where he's shooting 46% and he's averaging 22 points a game. Right? And even the last two games of the first round against Cleveland, 26, 21, shot over 50% in those games. It was 8 of 12 in game three. So, like the first couple of rounds of the first couple games of the playoffs, he was terrible. Shot 16%, 31%. Then it was 67, 50, 54. They closed out Cleveland. Then he shoots another 50. Then now it's dropped a little bit. Like So you're, you're seeing, though, a little more consistency out of R.J. Barrett. And if they could get that all season long, the Knicks have themselves a roster that could elevate past the second round of the playoffs. But this essentially is just a second round of the playoffs team. And to be fair, Miami's had to have these absolutely ginormous outputs from Jimmy Butler to be up three games to one. And tonight, he's been okay. Three for nine from the field, only 12 points. Tied with Bam Adebayo for a team high. Only two guys in double digits. Actually make it three now. Max Struess has hit a shot, so he has 11. So that's the thing is, if Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler, the same guy that he's been the best player so far in this postseason – then I don't think that the Knicks have much of a chance whether Jalen Brunson does score 50 or whether Julius Randle does knock down his shots or whatever R.J. Barrett does. But Jimmy Butler's not having one of those nights tonight. It looks like it's the Knicks' night right now, 72-54, starting to pull away in the third quarter. Yeah, don't forget, it's also a Call Your Shot Wednesday. Just log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app or their site, and you can opt into the MLB Call Your Shot Wednesdays and place a wager either as a pregame or live, at least 25 bucks. Any MLB game, you get a $10 bonus bet to use on any other baseball game instantly. So the NFL at least kind of trickled out some of their schedule, right? Like you got the international games. We're going to have the full schedule released tomorrow. And there's always a few, right? We get a few ideas and they want to give you a little sample. They want to give you the hors d'oeuvres, if you will. So right now we have international games out, including something new, a Black Friday game, which shocking is going to be broadcast by Amazon. The kings of Black Friday now, Amazon. (laughs) But you've got five games being played in Europe. The Jaguars are actually going to have a two-game stay in London, which has never, ever happened before. The NFL, look, I understand they want to expand this thing. They want to expand the game, and it's, it's good. But it's also brutal. If you look at the total mileage some of these teams are going to travel this season, the Seahawks are going to travel through 36 time zones and 31,000 miles, the most by far for any team. The 49ers are the next closest, 36 time zones, but only 29,000 miles. The Dolphins will only be in half of that, 18, right? Cut the two, carry the one, yeah. Uh, 18 time zones and 27,000 miles. Like That does matter because now you're adding in all of these other uh, extra layers where teams are going around the world and across the country, and it's just... That, that travel wears on you eventually, man. It really does. My buddy Samir actually called me last week, and he's like, hey, man, I know you're always down for a good time. Would you be down to maybe co-host a schedule release party with me? And I waited for a couple of seconds. I'm the other end of the phone. I'm like, that is the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard. Until, Nick, earlier <laughs> today. It's really happened. My girlfriend. So I thought that it was my dog's seventh birthday we, we adopted him then we found out when his actual birthday was you know or whatever mm-hmm. and so a couple of days ago 
I throw my dog at a little birthday party, right? Like I invite his little dog friends and we give him some doggy treats and you know, that's it. Like I get him a, a couple of cookies, take him on a long walk. I think that's what you do. And then turns out that his birthday is actually today. And she wants <laughs> after the show to have a second birthday party for the dog because we got the first one wrong. You tell me. And I got a little bit upset with her and I probably shouldn't have. I literally yelled on the phone. I said, that's the, and I said dumb, and I shouldn't. I said, it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I go, the dog doesn't know. We already got him a party. Am I a jerk? Should we throw the dog a second party? That's ridiculous, right? I, I think that's, that's more of a dumb idea than a schedule release party. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. Because the dog <laughs> has no idea what its birthday is and got that. So, and by the way, as adults, you know, sometimes we celebrate our birthday not on the actual day. We're working. We got things to do during the week. People have kids. People have soccer practice. People have stuff to do. Preach Scott on, Lynn's brother. got 10,000 things for his kids every single day. He probably doesn't celebrate his birthday till the weekend. He's driving his kids to soccer practice, and they're playing the piano, and they're taking other ones to college. Like, yes, the dog doesn't <laughs> know when its birthday is. You could celebrate it six months in advance or six months too late, and he's just going to be happy that he got that. And that's it. The cookie. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. I hope she's listening. But, yeah, the schedule release party is a little bit ridiculous also. Although I do give credit to the NFL for somehow making a big deal out of everything. Like, 10, yeah. 12 years ago, could anybody have even told you what the NFL Combine is or where it was or what events they do? No. But all of a sudden, it seems like every single month there's always, you know, something. There's always an event. So, yeah, you know, there's a, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. We're going to get to know – what games we're going to watch, what prime time, where our team plays, the road games. I am with you, though, for that travel schedule for a lot of these teams. I don't travel well. I don't particularly like getting on an airplane. Most of the time, by the time I get off, I'm groggy, I'm a jerk, I'm tired, my body's... And I'm not comparing myself to an NFL athlete. I could even make the varsity basketball team. But that being said, man, that's too much We've heard how you play basketball getting getting kicked out of places because you're so bad, so... Well, it happened once. It did. That was, it was an off-shooting night. What do you want? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's traveling makes it tough, and we're gonna uh, that could play a factor in this year like this. The Bengals have the fewest miles to travel, 11,000, and the 49ers are up there at 29. So, like, that, those are things that you could also factor into the season. How much it wears on them, well, I think it depends on who those opponents are and how those players travel and how prepared they are and things like that, but... That has now become a bigger factor in the NFL. So here's some of the games we're going to take. We'll take a look at some of the early games on the schedule first that we know for the full releases tomorrow. October 1st, week four, Atlanta against Jacksonville at Wembley Stadium. Jags are minus four. Uh, and that game is, yeah, that's the 9.30 a.m. game on ESPN+. And then Jacksonville the next week, October 8th, is going to be playing the Buffalo Bills at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Buffalo's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that. The, like, this is a never-before thing that's ever been done. Teams staying for multiple games in a row in London at different stadiums. I mean, and then the Jags are the home game, home team for one, and then the road team for the second. And you, Like, that doesn't matter. There's no whole... Well, actually, you know what? I would say this. The Jags may be the road team in one and a home team in the other, but really, they're going to be the home team in both because they played in London a million times, and they're going to be staying there when they see Buffalo the next week. That gives Jacksonville an advantage. Jacksonville at plus three and a half against Buffalo at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is actually something I really like because Buffalo's going to be coming all the way across the pond while Jacksonville's already been there just sitting there waiting. 
your accent's actually pretty good. Like I'd give it like probably no, seven point five. Did you watch the there coronation? There are all kinds of accents that I can do over there. Many dialects. I've I've watched many Ted Lasso episodes. All right. Well, and the Jaguars, though. I mean, you talk about having to play back-to-back games over there. That's just the NFL doing them wrong. And I get it. Okay, the fans only lose one home game. We're going to call one a home game, one a road game, whatever. You want to popular play. over there now. They're popular over in London. They got fans because it's the well, we've sent our garbage over there for years, and now they're actually a good team. That is kind of funny how that works out, right? Like, here, for years, just take our worst team with these weird jerseys and helmets, and then all of a sudden they get Trevor Lawrence, and they're kind of fun, and it's like, oh, we get them twice? You know, here's the thing. They just expanded to 17 games. Most of us are used to a 16-game NFL schedule, so we're essentially talking about one-eighth of their season, right? One-eighth of being a Jacksonville Jaguar lands you overseas, which is – which is kind of nuts, although I do appreciate what they're doing from a gambler's perspective, right? Like, it's pretty clear what they're doing is they're adding a whole other time, not time zone, that wouldn't be the way to put it. Like, so we're all used to, I'm in the central time zone. I've got my noon kickoff, yeah. I've got my 3 o'clock kickoff, and then I've got yeah. my whatever you want to call it, 7 o'clock kickoff. Now you've got that a.m. Yeah. kickoff with the time change. Mm-hmm. So from a gambler's perspective, the NFL knows exactly what they're doing. Well, yeah, you've you've added that extra window of games. People on the West Coast window. Though, may not That's what I was looking game for. It. Window. Yeah, the window. You're, look, you're looking for that word window. People in Hawaii, you know, maybe at three thirty in the morning, aren't going to get up and watch the game. Well, they might. I know. I know people that have lived out there that would get up and watch at seven a.m. or six or whatever it is to watch their team that's playing on the East Coast. But yeah, you're you're just adding. It's morning football, which get people that live out in San Diego or L.A. or Portland are sitting there going. Yeah, we've had these early games for a long time. Wake up and you got football a couple hours later, depending on when you wake up on a Sunday. And watching games on the West Coast is by far the best. Like it is. I had a friend that came out from the West Coast from California, visited us last week for a few days, and he was so frustrated watching. He's a Warriors fan. He's like, I can't, I can't watch these games start at ten thirty. How do you do this? I'm like. I do a show till 11 anyway. I'm already tired, so I'm just going to go ahead and just keep on doing it. Like, we're used to it, but it's a whole different thing when you're watching games earlier in the day. And then you still have some day left. I love it. I love a 9.30 game. The problem is we still then have our East Coast games after that. Well, we don't have a lot here in the Midwest talking to you from Kansas City, but what we do have is the best time for sports. And great barbecue, no doubt about that, and a great football team. But, man, when it comes to sports, I completely disagree with you as far as the time zone goes. I get out to Las Vegas – and maybe I had a couple of pops the night before, and it's a comfortable bed, so I sleep in. And all well, of a sudden, it's the sixth inning of a baseball game? What the hell? Well, see, what you're doing, though, is you're forgetting that, like, not everybody's going to be that way every single time. Like, Vegas is going to be the extreme scenario there. So, you know, oh, you Vegas and, and staying up. Oh, you 